Hello, welcome to Throwing Light. My name is Brandy Walker. This is episode 97, The Problem with the Problem Child. Okay. Hello. Welcome. I hope that you are doing amazing. I, I got the idea for this podcast, uh, almost a month ago and I guess I've just been a little nervous to share it. It feels a bit, it's not controversial. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if, um, I don't know how it will be received. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I feel like it, it hasn't gone away. Like I took some notes and I still really feel excited about sharing this idea that I had. And so I'm gonna and uh, we'll see how it goes. Before we get into it, uh, you know, friendly reminder that I now have sessions you can sign up for. 15, I mean, closer to 20 minute, um, readings, uh, and it's, it's all, you know, linked in my, on, if you're on Instagram or TikTok, it's in my bio. Um, it'll be in the show notes of this, uh, but you can sign up and book a live reading with me. Um, you can ask up to three questions and yeah, I'm really excited to, to work with you. And I'm still doing free readings and you, I'm still doing like the one hour in-depth readings and I'm still doing not therapy. So there's lots of ways to work with me and, uh, and I have openings right now. So, so if you're interested, if you want to work together, I would love to. Okay. So the problem with the problem child so in when I was in grad school, I had we had we uh, were required to take a class on group therapy and family therapy, and they sort of lumped them together because you're you're doing therapy with more than one person. <laughs> I guess that was the the way of thinking. But I had this professor; he was really out there. <laughs> he was, I mean, he wanted you to learn and he, he was just so, so chill, like ridiculously chill. And, um, I remember he like canceled the, the exam, like <laughs> in the end, I don't know if he didn't have one or if he just was like, nope, I don't think they need to take one. And so, I would say that the class was easy, except for I feel like what we learned was profound. And a lot of people struggled because they wanted the structure of, you know, more, a more, they wanted a more structured approach and that was not his style, but he was a big fan of a man called named Yalom, who is a, 
he is famous for family therapy um, and and he proposed this idea that within so there's the there's the reason that you the family brings the kid in so maybe it's school refusal or maybe it's depression or maybe it's behavioral issues so there's a reason that the, that the problem <laughs> it, you know there's what is happening um and then and i think this yalom's theory is like every time and and i would say often um what was actually going on was that the family dynamic was broken like the system and the humans in the system were hurting and so the issue the problem was not the kid <laughs> the kid was a manifestation of a broken family system but but the but the problem was you know mom was drinking or or you know dad was working all the time that was very like um cliche but it doesn't have to be that it could be just be like there were not present or you know um there was deep intergenerational trauma and it wasn't being addressed um often with school refusal the parents enable um the the kids and so it comes off as a as a you know, a kid problem, but the kid is staying home without maybe even consciously knowing to take care of the parent. Um, and I was listening to, uh, this podcast not related to kids. Um, and they were talking about how, um, you know, just the, the issue with, um, traditional farming and what is happening is we've sprayed all these chemicals. And so that worked for a while. We killed all the weeds, but then the weeds as they do adapted. And now we have weeds that are wildly resistant to the uh, weed killers <laughs> that we're spraying on our crops. And we used to not be able to spray. We had to spray around the the crops. We, we couldn't spray right on the crops, but now we've created because of, and again, this is this, is this person's perspective, but, he, you know, because of genetically engineered <laughs> um, crops, we can now spray directly. And so what's happening is the farmers can't kill the weeds because the weeds are coming up essentially to help the weakened crop um and and they're they're showing up and they're they're they have what the crop is lacking so um plants like they they 
give off. I don't know <laughs> how it works. I'm not a, I'm not an expert in farming at all, but they give off their, their stuff. They, you know, pollen or whatever. Um, so they, sh- these weeds are showing up with the exact thing that the crops need so that, um, you know, to, in an effort to heal, like mother nature is trying to heal what, what, what damage <laughs> we're doing. Um, and I started thinking, oh, you know, so it is with the problem child or even the problem adults in society. So, uh, um, you know, again, we blame the scapegoat kid, but this kid is highlighting the larger family issue. And this kid is presenting with this problem so that the family can heal. And so the question that I want to ask, and I feel almost like emotional about it, but what if we refuse to demonize the people in our society who have hurt others and, and what if we refuse to judge them by our own moral compass and instead we take a really radical approach and that doesn't mean we don't like there doesn't mean there's no consequences i'm not saying that i'm saying as a society cuz like i'm not in charge of the consequences i'm in charge of what i sh- what i share you know on the public forum which is largely social media. And so what if we ask these larger questions? What is this person pointing to? How can we fix the broken systems that surround this child or adult? And, 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 and offer love and compassion to everyone involved. And, it doesn't really change how we, you know, if, if someone, you know, commits an atrocity, yes, they have to, you know, quote unquote, be punished. Um, um, well, arguably in our society today, that's what, how we think of it. Right. Um, but we are, I think as a society, especially people who have more progressive like who are by their nature more liberal leaning, we have been questioning the way in which we, like the way that um, society uh, expects us to show up, work 40 hours a week, not have a sick day, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And and especially with regards to our mental health. Um, and, you know, ADHD running rampant and a lot of people are self-diagnosing, but some of that is real. And, um, and so we're starting to question like, oh, well, maybe I just show up differently. Like maybe it's not wrong. Maybe it's just different. And, um, and what if we extended that way of thinking to everyone? And it doesn't mean we don't um, – well, I want to say, so it doesn't mean we don't hate, you know, 
things that are evil. But I think maybe it does. And and it's almost scary to say that. And this is the reason I've been putting this off because it's not really acceptable <laughs> in our society to to condone and I'm not even condoning I'm just asking us to take a compassionate approach regardless of what you think of the issue and I'm not speaking of any particular issue I think it's just a it's a mindset and a perspective um when you see something or I see something that is into my sensibilities abhorrent or disgusting or terrifying or wrong we have a we have there's a there's a gut a, a, like a very like a there's a reaction right and there's an outrage and that's allowed we're allowed to have whatever reaction we have but what if we what if we took a step back and said okay that in my opinion is awful and i don't know that the answer is demonizing that person because what we know from you know this is you know family theory um often how that person got there is not a vacuum it's not that this person is just evil and i really don't believe um there was a monk who said uh there are no evil people there are just people who are suffering and there's a lot of people who are suffering and not everyone, you know, chooses to hurt other people in their suffering. But for some people, that's the only thing that they know to do. And I think that if we're honest with ourselves, we do that more than we realize. And we might do it with our words um, or with our, even with our thoughts. But, but how, you know, if we live in a, in a, quantum world how different is that um and i'm not justifying anyone's behavior and i'm not saying that you're bad <laughs> like i don't not by a long shot um but we have to well we don't have to i think that we're being invited to um, cultivate a compassionate response. And I was listening to um, Krista Tippett being interviewed on Metaphysical Milkshake a couple of weeks ago. And I think it was an old, old interview, but it was still brilliant. And she talked about how we can cultivate, like we think of character traits as we have them and they're just, you know, either we're, we're, we're kind or we're not, or we're patient or we're not, but we can cultivate 
character traits. We can, those are skills that we can improve upon. So, you know, it's maybe a controversial idea. Maybe it's not. Maybe you agree and maybe you agree with caveats. But I'm hoping that this podcast, you know, provokes some thought, (laughs) inspires us, including myself. And I don't, I don't disclude myself in this. Like I have those responses too. And I have, and it with kids, like, and I think, you know, working at a school, we're so quick to blame the kids, but I don't think it works that way. I don't think it works that way. And I think that we're all kids and we're all just figuring it out. So yeah, so that is all I have. I figured it was going to be kind of short today. I just wanted to share this, I guess, soundbite, this snippet of thought that has been, you know, running through my head and I'd love to hear your thoughts and, um, yeah, I hope you're doing amazing. Namaste.